They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV. The perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event. Now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz. The best or nothing. Welcome back to Laying the Points, a Road of His podcast, a sports betting podcast, brought to you by my bookie. I'm Anthony Miko. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. And my co-host, as always, is Action Network writer Matt Lamarca. You can follow on Twitter at Matt Lamarca. Matt, how are we doing? Doing very well, uh, Mr. Miko. Happy holidays to you and your family. Um, you know, just having a nice little day here. Obviously, yesterday was Christmas which was an awesome day for me. Got to, you know, take some time, spend some time with the family and watch a ton of great basketball, which are, you know, two things I really enjoyed doing. So, uh, you know, happy to be back at the grind here. Um, And yeah, you know, we we did miss you at our, you know, annual Secret Santa that we do that you unfortunately couldn't make. So I'm happy to be spending a little time with you here. Yeah, a little little tire trouble for me. feel like I have I sometimes I am like the Drew Brees of tires like uh, Drew Brees on the road not in prime time um but yeah I mean uh, I'm hoping I get to come up and see you guys soon I, I'm off work this week so maybe I'll be able to swing or something I don't know we'll talk about it later but no yeah. excuses play like a champion <laughs> I uh definitely happy to, to be here with you as always uh you know hope that your family and everything had a great Christmas we uh we continue to stay red hot on our picks though so I feel like the best Christmas gift we can give to the listeners is uh, just continuing to give them stone more winners. winners baby. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, nothing screams winners like week 17. I mean, oh. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a tough, it's a tough night. You know, it's a tough week. I feel like because there's so much uncertainty that goes into these games in terms of, uh, you know, like who's going to play, who's going to sit, I feel like just the biggest edge you can get on this week is like if you can determine, if you can rightly identify what teams will do, uh, then you can get ahead of some of these lines and, and spread movements, and that's you know that's how you'll win. But I think this is going to be a very difficult uh, slate of games to bet Sunday morning because by then all the information will be out. Yes, and it's even tough to like factor in motivation. I'll have some trends that that look into this, but like. You know, there are certain games where a team needs to win to get into the playoffs and they're facing a team that's eliminated from playoff contention. And I think most people are just going to look at that and say, oh, this team needs to win, so I'm going to bet them they're going to give it their, you know, 100%. But very rarely does it work like that. I think you can make a really good case that those spreads are inflated in that situation. And that's also a very tough style of football to play with your back against the wall. Like teams could definitely... Uh, underperform when they're under that much pressure. So week 17 is a really brutal week, in my opinion. I'm not particularly excited about many of these games, but we'll uh, we'll do our best. I mean, 
We've been running pretty good, as you mentioned. Got some wins last week that we probably didn't deserve, at least with the Bengals. Yeah, well, listen, so, they, 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 we got, they got right back to us with the Patriots, the back Yeah, that's cover, fair. So that's we, fair. we broke even on back doors. Um, yeah, so hopefully we can just continue to stay hot and whatever we bet will, uh, will work out in our favor. All right, well, let's get started. And uh, I, I'll give another quick shout to the Rotoviz NFL Pass. Uh, you know, 30% off. We've been talking about this really all all season. And, uh, you know, you may be questioning whether or not you should purchase a pass now uh, because the season is basically over. Uh, but I would really encourage you to do it. I mean, you're going to get coverage through the draft if you subscribe right now. Uh, and that's really the, the hot point for Rotoviz. I and mean, that's really what we do best. Um, I would recommend getting that now. And again, 30% off. So, like, even if it's, even if you say, you know, right now I want to take a couple months off from football, I don't want to think about the draft yet. That's fine. Come back to us, you know, come back to us in February or March. Uh, but when you subscribe, do it through the podcast homepage. You're still going to get this 30% discount. So, you know, support us, support the network, and uh, get yourself some really good info for the NFL draft. Yep. Uh, and I think, as most people would say now, there is no more NFL offseason. You know, like, especially if you're a diehard like you, Anthony, like these next couple of months are, you know, NFL draft coverage, best ball coverage, you know, looking at things that are going to help you improve your win rate in drafts. Like, honestly, this part of the season might be the most important in terms of, you know, your win rate for next year. So I would advise you to, you know, like Anthony said, even though there's, no more regular season games after this week. I, I still think that it's going to be important to, to stay up to date on football coverage. Very well said. And uh, we're going to start this slate with uh, a timeless classic, Cowboys at Giants, Week 17. Uh, I mean, I think this game has been relevant once in like, my, my history as being a human. Um, That's not true. I, I don't know. The Week 17 Romo game is like the only one I really remember as being like, yeah, maybe where both teams are relevant. Yeah, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the two teams is usually good most years. Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely true. Um, Dallas obviously expected to rest a lot of starters this week. The game does not impact their place in the standings at all. They're locked into the four seed. They can't move up. They can't move down. Uh, and as a result, there are six point dogs on the road here against the Giants team that doesn't seem like they want to quit either. Uh, we'll see if we get Odell back this week. But what do you think about this game, Matt? Yeah, I don't get the Jason Garrett thing. Like, uh, he said that his starters are going to play, but they were in a similar situation a few years ago, and the guys typically played like one quarter and then came out. Yep. I don't see why you would do that. Either sit them or play them. You know, like playing them for one quarter is just asking for bad things to happen. Like, you can still get hurt playing just one quarter of football. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, that said, I do think that the. Um, the Cowboys backups will play the majority of this game. And for that reason, I, I kind of like the Giants here. Um, it's weird to see them as six-point favorites over a playoff team. But if you look at uh, late in the season games, so I'm looking at you know week 13 or later, um, the team, if you have a, a favorite with a winning percentage of sub 40%, those teams are 83-74 and three against the spread. So uh, a decent little winning record there for you know teams like the Giants who you wouldn't expect them to be favored but uh, are. So I think the Giants are the right side. Uh, I think that you know if this game meant something for the Cowboys, we'd be looking at an entirely different spread, obviously. But 
you know, with the way that you set it up and that, um, you know, the Cowboys seem to be approaching it, I think that the Giants are the correct play here. Yeah, I mean, I got to give love to, to my squad. They, they gave us the perfect result last week, easy cover and a loss. So exactly what I wanted as a Giants fan. Um, but I do unfortunately think they're going to win this one. I mean, uh, I, I don't think that people realize the difference between like an NFL backup and an NFL starter. Like it's pretty major, you know, like you mm-hmm. see it in these preseason games. Anytime the starters are in, they really dominate. Uh, so if Dallas really only plays their guys for maybe like a half a quarter, which I agree is, is stupid, um, that's it. I mean, you, the game is pretty much over. If the Giants want to win it, they probably will, and they'll probably do it somewhat convincingly. So uh, even without Odell, I think that they could do this, and certainly with, with OBJ, I think that that's a, that's a lot for me. So I like, uh, I like the Giants quite a bit in this, in this spot. Uh, I like to target the teams that, that bench the players. Because I, I think that like you get a little spread value. Uh, I haven't really figured out how to how to do this in a trend, but like I feel like the teams who like because Dallas is a playoff team, you're never really gonna get like the full the full impact of the starters resting, and then people would be like, oh, Dallas, Dallas plus eight, sure, I'll take them, you know. Mm. So you get them plus six. I don't know, it's just kind of something that I've been thinking about. Right, and I I do think the backups will play hard, but like you said, it's just a it's just a measure of talent. Like the backup quarterback for the Cowboys is like. Cooper Rush. Yeah. yeah. Like that guy is not an NFL quarterback. So I will happily bet against him laying less than the touchdown. All right. Raiders at Chiefs. This is, uh, you know, projected to be a really high scoring game. The Chiefs, because they lost on Sunday Night Football, have to win this week if they want to guarantee themselves uh, the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, if they lose and. Uh, uh, the Chargers win, they would not only lose the division, they'd tumble all the way down to the five seed have to play on the road. Yep. It'd be a really rough spot for them. So uh, 13 and a half point favorites here against Oakland. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think that the Chiefs roll in this one. I don't know, you know, like maybe <laughs> maybe there's some sharp out there that's coming up with reasons why the Raiders can cover a 13 and a half point spread, but I feel like we just saw this game and the Chiefs were favored by a similar number on the road. So I like the idea of getting them uh, you know, at home, laying less than two touchdowns, like they haven't looked great. So maybe we're buying a little bit low on them. Um, the Raiders had that big win against the Steelers and then predictably came out very flat the following week against the 49ers. Like, I think that their season is pretty much over at this point. Like mentally, they, they got their win that they wanted, their quote unquote Super Bowl. And now they're on the road and, and they're just going to mail it in. So um, I think that the Chiefs are equipped to take care of this situation here. <laughs> that's a very good way to phrase it. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, there's a small part of me that's worried about, <coughs> excuse me, a uh, like a backdoor cover late, like if they're just up or the Chargers are losing and they just decide to like pull everybody late. Maybe possible a back, for a backdoor. Sure, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, the these teams don't belong in the same field. Now, this game was very close a couple weeks ago. But that was right after the Kareem Hunt thing and, and getting cut. Like, uh, definitely reasons to believe that the Chiefs are maybe not all the way in that one. Uh, and they still, of course, won 40 to 33. They're just a huge, huge shootout. So, uh, still like the Chiefs here at home. I have to feel like, you know, a team with so much, so much to lose has to, uh, come out against the division opponent and really turn it up. Uh, Panthers at Saints. Uh, Saints. Also not really expected to play many of their starters. They have 
the number one seed, completely locked up in the NFC, can't lose it at all. Uh, they are at home, uh, but they are facing third-string quarterback for the Panthers, Kyle Allen. Ty- uh, Taylor Henneke got injured last week, came back into the game, but now is on the injured reserve. So uh, even with Saints backups in, it sounds like Carolina maybe also will be pulling it back a little bit, and that's why we still see this at nine, Matt. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, this to me is a little bit of a different situation because the Saints probably get uh, Teddy Bridgewater most of the snaps at quarterback. and, and Hashtag good. Yeah, he could definitely be considered a legit NFL quarterback. That said, nine points is, is a lot. Um, if, if they're going to have their backup defense in. and uh, I don't think that the downgrade from Heineke to whoever's going to be getting snaps for them this week is that huge. And the Panthers were in that game versus Atlanta. Like Heineke threw three picks. Um, they gave up a couple of big plays that allowed Atlanta to sort of run away late. But I don't think that the Panthers are this team that is largely devoid of talent. You know, they still have some good players on both sides of the ball. So uh, considering that this game means absolutely nothing to the Saints uh, and they won't play most of their starters for the majority of it, I- I'm going to take the Panthers here getting the nine. I uh, am still going to take the Saints. I just I, – the Kyle Allen thing, like <laughs> – Literally never heard of him. He's is he related so, to Josh? He, no, he's not. He's so bad. <laughs> He makes he makes the Allen name look worse than Josh does. Like oh, Josh um, is great. I'm a Josh fanboy now. I I kind of like him. Like I kind of want him to be good. You know, I don't. We can talk about that. When we get to the Bills, but <laughs> I uh, I feel like Bridgewater is the key. Like the difference in quarterback talent in this matchup is pretty wide. Absolutely. And, yeah. uh, Riverboat Ron, at least on Christmas Eve, was talking about pulling some guys back for this matchup. So we'll see exactly what that looks like as we get closer to Sunday. But, you know, if they also rest some of their starters, maybe some of their veterans uh, or highly valuable offensive players, uh, we might not Christian see. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I don't, I'm afraid to bring that up again. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, I mean, if, if the Panthers, you know, pull some of their guys back, I think obviously that makes the Saints a pretty large favorite. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just keep on to them for now, uh, and we'll see what happens. Jets at Pats. Uh, we'll see if the Jets can can play a little spoiler here. I mean, the Patriots do not have the number two seed completely locked up just yet. Um, Thirteen and a half point favorites at home, though. We think about the Jets going to Foxborough. Gutty, gutty play last week and a loss to Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, the, let's let's be honest. The Jets aren't very good. Um, but that said, like, I'm starting to really seriously doubt the Patriots. Like that game last week was a classic one where. They usually come out and just blow the doors off of the Bills. Um, their game plan in that game was really weird. They just pounded the hell out of the ball. Uh, I don't know if they are, you know, trying to preserve Tom Brady or or what, but like he just hasn't looked like the same guy this year. Um, I am going to side with the Jets getting 13 and a half. Uh, I do think that they are still playing hard. Like, Sam Darnold has looked probably the best he has all season over the last two weeks. Um, Robbie Anderson is making some plays. The defense is not good, but, you know, the Patriots offense really hasn't displayed to me the ability to, you know, put up a ton of points on a team and run away at this point. So even if the Patriots are dominating, we could still get a situation like last week where the Jets are in a position to maybe backdoor one for us late. So I will take the 13 and a half here. Yeah, and, and even though it was a backdoor cover, like 
it probably should have just been like a straight up cover for a lot of the game. Like the Patriots made a lot of really bad mistakes. Like Tom Brady threw a couple picks. Um, you know, if the Bills really could have generated any offense, I think that that game ends up being really close. And the Jets have shown that they can at least score some points with Darnold, like you said. Um, Elijah McGuire looked really good last week. So I think that the Jets can keep this close for sure. Uh, and the other thing that I'm kind of looking at just like on this week as a whole is a lot of these unders. These have so many division matchups, and obviously all these division matchups are second time through. Um, so when I when I see those spots, I'm generally thinking under, and I think even in some of these games where teams are expected to score, uh, I like the under a decent amount. Under in uh, Week 17 division games is uh, 94, 79, and 3 since Ooh. 2003, 54.3% win percentage. So, uh, And the trend has gotten like a lot stronger the last few years. Since these teams, since the league started doing this, um, you know, like as basically like yeah, a, a scheduled thing, yeah, <laughs> no, like a like a scheduled thing. Oh, I got year. you. You know okay. what I mean? Like it used to not be that way. Um, so if you just look at like the last few years, uh, nine and seven, eight and eight, eleven and five, ten and six, ten and six, dating back to 2013. So pretty strong trend has never been less than 500 uh, in any year since 2013, 2014. So. Uh, that's something that I'm keeping my eye on this week. Uh, okay, next game. We got Eagles and Skins. Uh, Eagles need a win and some help here to make the playoffs. Uh, they're six-and-a-half-point favorites against the Skins on the road. Uh, Nick Foles, massive heroics. BDN. Uh, yeah, last week getting it done. <laughs> I mean, what do you think about this? Can can the Can the Foles magic continue? So this is one of those classic situations I was talking about earlier. Like, Eagles, must-win spot, Redskins, nothing to play for, down to their third-string quarterback. Like, I would imagine that the Eagles are going to get a massive, massive amount of public money this week. So I looked it up. Teams in Week 17 with a win percentage of 50 to 65%. I figured that was, you know, close to teams that would be on the – the verge of making the playoffs, sure. you know, need a win type of situation. Unfortunately, there's no way to check all of those specific games, but I thought that was a close enough approximation. Uh, those teams are 47, 59 and three against the spread. They cover at just a 44.3% clip. Um, teams that fit that trend this week, Eagles, Colts, Titans, obviously they both need a win. Steelers, they need a win. Uh, Cowboys, we've already talked about. Browns, unfortunately, can't get in, but they do get a chance to play spoiler uh, against the Ravens, who, who fit this trend, the Vikings, who fit this trend, and the Seahawks, who are solidly in, uh, so do not fit this trend, in my opinion. But So of those nine teams, seven are, are in must-win situations. Uh, I will probably be fading the majority of them, and the Eagles are one. Uh, I think that if these two teams were playing in Week 13, let's say, in the same situation, the spread would not be Eagles minus six and a half. I know that they've looked better the last two weeks, but saying that this team deserves to be favored by, you know, nearly 13 points at home just feels wrong on the surface to me. Um, the Redskins have played okay with Josh Johnson at quarterback. I will be taking the Redskins as a home dog. Yeah, totally agree with you. And, and not only have the Redskins played well, uh, I mean, defensively, they've been pretty good all year. Yes. But, uh, like, the way that you beat the Redskins is on the ground. And, 
you know, Washington has shown an ability to kind of hold on to the football now because they've just been playing this like ball control style offense. So, uh, not really convinced that this game, like the game environment, even really allows for Philly to win big. Uh, just because I think you can still score in their defense, and I, I don't really like you can run on both of these teams. You, you can been able to run on the Eagles for like two months straight now. Uh, so I feel like this is kind of just like a big AP spot. And that keeps the game really close. That keeps time of possession on Washington's side. And uh, as a result, I think six and a half is just too many points. Uh, Lions and Packers here. This is usually a fun game. Packers are favored by eight and a half here at home. They have shown a completely zero, you know, zero interest in resting Rodgers. Even though he has like multiple injuries to deal with all year, uh, they just been rolling him out there. And I think well, let's be honest. Out there. This is Aaron Rodgers' decision. You know, like, they don't have a coach yeah. right no, now. No, you're right. You're right. And Rodgers is like, yeah, I'm playing football. So if they if they were, you know, in a different situation with an established coach, maybe he would be sitting at this point. But right. Rodgers feels like he has something to prove. All right. Well, with that said, what do you think about the matchup? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Packers. Um, again, like, the Packers are no good, right? They are a bad team uh, with one really, really good player and – you know, some people will even make the case that he's on the decline. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to believe that yet, but I'm certainly op- more open to entertaining it now than I was at the start of the season. Um, but that being said, like the Lions stink and the Packers are playing hard. You know, they they had multiple a chance, multiple opportunities to just fold up and pack up shop against the Jets last week, and they didn't do it. Um, Matt Stafford's numbers, you know, against good teams are bad. The Packers are not a good team, but I also don't think they're a bad team. So I'll take the Packers as a home favorite. That's a spot where Rodgers has historically crushed in. Um, But I do it with very little conviction. Like, the Lions are done. The Packers are done. (laughs) Bless you. Thank you. How how do you handicap this game? Uh, I will take the Packers just because of number 12, but, but that's it. I mean, I'm with you. I, the lines moved the bunch. I mean, it's moved a point already earlier in the week. That's pretty strong uh, for a Wednesday move. Um, and the lines are just so bad. Like they can't stop the pass at all. Uh, I think you're right. I think Rodgers still wants to, you know, shred his stuff a little bit out there for sure. The uh, weaponry, I think, is pretty good. Devontae Adams is, is by the way, like within like 140 yep. yards of uh, Green Bay Packers' all-time leading receiver. I think they're definitely going to chase that. Uh, so I definitely expect passing to happen here, and I'm a huge Jake Camaro, Camaro or Camaro. I don't know how you say it, but he's good. Um, got a nice beard like me, but he's uh, <laughs> I he flashed really well in the preseason, scored a long touchdown last week. I think that this is like another one of those like Rogers Packers guys, and uh, I think the offense is going to be rolling this week. So I really like Green Bay. I stashed him on a deep dynasty league like at the beginning of the season, so I'm in on Camaro as well. Love. Uh, Jags at Texans. Uh, Texans favored by six and a half here. They can reclaim the number two seed with a win and a Patriots loss. Uh, also, uh, also could potentially lose the division if they yep. lose and then, uh, you know, Indy wins or Titan, you know, whoever wins uh, the Sunday night game. So huge win, huge game for uh, Houston in this spot, Matt. Six and a half point favorites at home against Lake Bortles. What do you think? I'd feel better if this was Texans minus seven, you know, in terms of taking the Jags, which that's the side that I'm on. Um, I would like to get the full touchdown here, but I still think that 
that it's too many points. Like the Jaguars defense has been for real mm-hmm. uh, ever since that Steelers game. And I think that they are going to show up and play really hard. They know they have the opportunity to play spoiler, which I think I think that situation is like just as motivating as, oh, we need a win to lock up the division. Like it's a little bit more of a free and easy type situation too. So I think the Jaguars are the side here. Like Bortles, obviously not good. Got bent for Cody Kessler, which, you know, is all you really need to know about him. But he does have a knack for showing up in games. Yep. So it wouldn't shock me to see the ble- the best out of Blake Bortles in this one. Yeah, your boy got this at seven and a half. So feeling good about that <laughs> one. Um, I uh, I am still like I'm not like a I don't want to say I'm a Bortles stand, but like I still think he's better than Cody Kessler. Do you know what I mean? Like sure. Like that yeah. was a move that was just like we got to make a move, so we're gonna bench Blake Bortles. But I still think he's the better quarterback on the team. And definitely gives them a you know a chance to win this one. You know, Texans mobile QB. Uh, really like those kinds of those kinds of differences in game plan. You know, a guy like Bortles, I think, just makes you play defense differently. Uh, and like you said, the Jags defense has second half of the year has been awesome. Uh, and Houston's offense really hasn't been that good. Like uh, they've been good because Deshaun Watson has put them in spots to win games last week. Stuff. Obviously, just a, a monster. But I think the defense is really good, and Houston's still really banged up on offense. Jalen Ramsey, historically, does a really good job against DeAndre Hopkins. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I like the Jags here. You with the 6.5, obviously with you, feel better if it was over a touchdown still, but uh, 6.5 is still a good number to me. Uh, 67% of the money on Jacksonville right now on just 43% of the tickets. So uh, sharp bettors agree. And you know I love the sharp bettors. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Uh, Browns at Ravens. Uh, Baltimore, again. I mean, I love This is a great week, honestly, just in terms of if you're just like a football fan. Uh, Baltimore is winning the division, but if they lose and uh, Pittsburgh wins, they're out. Um, Lamar Jackson has been awesome for them, uh, but Baker Mayfield has just established himself as the next league villain, which I love. Uh, yeah. I think the only person who thinks he's a villain is Hugh Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like some of these people on TV and like, uh, who are well, just like, oh, well... Just uh, idiots. Just let it go, Baker. Why does it matter to you? Just idiots. Um, it's probably the same person who wrote that letter to the newspaper about Cam celebrating in the end zone <laughs> and how it morally bankrupted her child. But come on. It's a game. These guys are getting paid to play a game. Let them have fun. Yep. And uh, so I don't know, Matt. Are you feeling dangerous this week or are you going to run with Lamar? I, f- I woke up feeling real dangerous. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's another interesting note, too, is that. Baker has actually moved to the betting favorite now to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, I think that this is a situation where you need to be wary of Baltimore. Like, Baltimore, again, everything to play for. Cleveland, nothing to play for. But you know Cleveland's not going to come out here and roll over. They've been really good 
since getting rid of Hugh Jackson, which, I mean, that fits into what everybody said about them during uh, preseason. Like, all the talent in the world, all the pieces are there. They just are coached awfully. So it's not shocking to me that they've removed him and now they're rolling. Like, I'm ready for the Browns next year, baby. Like, I really am. Um, and I think it starts in week 17. Uh, it, I, I'm going out on the limb. I'm saying Browns win outright. Wow. Woke up feeling real dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say extra dangerous. Um, I am still going to side. I am going to be the complete square here that sides with the Ravens. Just because I think, I think Baltimore is really good. And I think they're, they're going to be a real tough out in the playoffs. They just completely dominate time possession. Like, the, the, the Ravens are like the ultimate, like every nomenclature that people have about football still, that's probably wrong. <laughs> but like, they do it so well that it's right. Like, they just, they possess the heck out of the ball. Their run game is incredible. Their defense is awesome. Uh, and I just, I believe in Lamar. I mean, this is, this is like two of my sons in a, in a boxing match. I just, I don't know who I love more. But I, I think, but I just think that this is. I think the Ravens overall are just way better, and uh, I think we're getting a little bit of value here, just in terms of overall team quality. So I'm going to go with Baltimore minus six, and I'm going to continue to pound obviously on the numbers involving yeah. involving Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Although the trend uh, apparently you know, caught up here because he's at 41. They say that there are more than one way to skin a cat. Uh, I don't know that personally. I've never tried to skin a cat before, but. um i I love it when teams zig when everybody else is zagging you know and that's that's kind of what baltimore is doing right now like preparing for the ravens is unlike preparing for any other team in the league and i agree with you that they are a talented team a team that you know could make some noise in the playoffs so uh, i i want to see them get in like i'm tired of pittsburgh i really dislike uh Mike Tomlin, I think he's just an awful coach. So I would love to see the Ravens get in. I'm just trusting that back against the wall trend that I kind of made up on the fly earlier. For sure, yeah. And it's a good trend, obviously. It's backed up by the numbers. You know all about that. Uh, Falcons at Bucks. Another interesting game here. Uh, Julio Jones and Tevin Coleman both didn't practice today. We'll see if they end up playing. I mean, Falcons have been out of it for weeks, and Julio's been playing hurt for weeks. So please sit, Julio. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm not really sure what they're doing there. But I mean, the the coaching staff is kind of fighting for their jobs. So I feel like that just inspires Dan Quinn to do dumb things like risk Julio Jones. <laughs> um, and probably the Bucks, the Bucks obviously are in the same spot. I mean, no one likes their cutter anymore. Like, so. Kind of an interesting game because it's you know projected high scoring and projected close, uh, but the game means nothing in terms of the standing. It means everything to the uh, you know the old guys with the headsets on. So, uh, what do you think of this spot? Yeah, I think the one thing that isn't established is the Bucks quarterback for next season, right? Like, yeah, Dirk Cutter is gone. Uh, Dan Quinn, good chance he's gone, uh, or at least Steve Sarkeesian gone. So, like. A lot of this is is already settled, but the question for Tampa Bay is, what do they do with Jameis Winston? You know, like they have a big decision facing them. So I do expect of, of all the things in this game, the one thing I feel the best about is Jameis Winston is going to be motivated to show that he belongs in the NFL. So for that reason, I am taking Tampa Bay. Um, the spread on this game has moved from Bucks plus two to Bucks minus one and a half. They're getting uh, 
just 45% of the bets, but 61% of the money. So I think that the, the sharps are siding with them as well. Uh, I will take Tampa Bay here. Yeah, I'm completely with you. Uh, I think the Jameis point was definitely one that is the most important, like you said, like he's got to prove it. And not only does he have to prove it for Tampa, but there's 31 other teams that might be interested in a quarterback with, you know, a young quarterback that has as many starts under their cap as he does. Uh, plenty of teams that are looking at quarterbacks every year, and this is not a particularly good draft class at quarterback, especially with Justin Herbert already declaring that he's going back to school. So I think plenty of teams are going to be looking at Winston. So this is a this is a 32 team audition. Uh, although I'm sure he would love to stay in Tampa. Uh, but, and he's been really good, actually. He's completed close to 64% of his passes since uh, regaining the starting job. He's only thrown two interceptions, seven touchdowns. Uh, so this has been good Jameis. And Mike Evans has been very quietly one of the best receivers in football this year. Over 1,400 yards, uh, 17.7 yards per reception. And only uh, 15 guys on 120 or more targets have averaged over 17 yards per catch over the course of a season since 2000. So he's been really, really good. Very underrated. So I like the spot for uh, Tampa, and I agree with you. I will take them with the minus one and a half. Dolphins at Bills. This might be the poop factor game. I don't. Uh, I love this game. Uh, I just. You're going to watch it? No. No, that's, yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, I'm not saying you can't bet it. Bet it, sure. It's a good game to bet. I just. Ugh. Um, Bills are favored by three and a half at home. Uh, Friend of the podcast, Josh Allen. No, uh, we support Josh Allen though on the show, I think, and he's favored by three and a half at home. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, give me the Buffalo Bills. Um, I think that this team. I'm not going to say they're they're talented, but at least on defense, they're talented. Um, and I can't say the same thing about the Miami Dolphins. If you looked at the last time these two teams played, what do you think the yardage situation was, Anthony? Do you happen to know off the offhand? Uh, well, do you have it in front of you? you I do. I do. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm testing you. I'm gonna say the last time these teams played, it was two fifty to one fifty in favor of the Bills. Okay, right. So the Dolphins won by four. Just to reflect, refresh everybody's memory, the Bills outgained them four hundred and fifteen yards to one hundred and seventy five, and lost the game somehow. <laughs> So I think that the Bills are like definitely better than the Dolphins. You're only this spread is only saying that they're a half point better on a neutral field, which I don't agree with. I mean, that game took place in Miami where Buffalo outgained them by so much. Gimme give gimme give the Bills, man. This is one of my picks of the week. Yeah, I like Buffalo too. And we've talked about this I think once or twice either on this show or uh, on the daily. I just really like what the Bills are doing with Josh Allen. Like Sure. You got to play wrong. Playing to your quarterback skill set is like something that sounds so simple on the surface, but so many coaches try to jam their own system down their quarterback's throat. Right. And it's like, I understand that Allen has warts. I mean, those have been very, very, very well covered by the members of football Twitter, myself included. Um, but like the Bills are, are using him in a good way. They're throwing the ball down the field aggressively. Um, he's running the ball a lot, which is nice. I kind of like Josh Allen. <laughs> Me know? too, man. And I listen. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You, you go ahead. Like if if I told you that I could give you a guy, he's he's not the most accurate, but he he has a howitzer of an arm and is one of the five best rushing quarterbacks in the league. Like 
You could build an offense around that. Give me some burners at receiver. Just run a lot of deep patterns and then chew them up with the legs. And yeah. that's what the Bills have been doing. So I love I, it. I like it. And I'll tell you what, it's, I, and, and this was a comp that I heard in the pre-draft process that I thought was ridiculous, but he's doing some Cam Newton things. I mean, I, I don't think that you can do the same designed runs with him that you, that you do with a guy like Cam, and that's the main reason I didn't like the comparison. But like, if you're just talking about like big guy that can move, can throw the ball down the field but isn't very accurate, like that's Cam Newton. And uh, yeah. I think that that's not bad. Xavier uh, Howard probably not coming back in this game. Dolphins have allowed the seventh most uh, completions of 20 or more yards this this year. Uh, not having their best corner probably hurts that. And uh, Robert Foster and company have been just crushing it down the field. So uh, I like the Bills here as well, Matt. Really like it. Colts at tech, uh, at Titans. This is your Sunday night special for Sparta, for the playoffs, for potentially uh, the division, uh, depending on what happens with Houston earlier in the day. Uh, Colts are favored by three and a half on the road here. Marcus Mariota is uh, a little in question here, right? I mean, he's still not feeling like the side of his arm, uh, which feels like a problem. Uh, what do you think of this? Yeah, it's a lose-lose situation for Tennessee, right? Like, you either roll out a clearly hobbled Mariota or you throw out a fully capable Blaine Gabbard. Neither one is appealing to me. Um, I like the Colts quite a bit. Like, I think that, you know, both of these teams facing the same pressure should negate that factor that we, we've been talking about all show. And the Colts are just clearly the better team. Uh, I also love Andrew Luck's history versus the Titans. He is nine and one against the spread against t- Tennessee. Um, only four of those games have come against Mariota. Uh, he's three and one in those games, but who knows if he's even going to face Mariota. Uh, the advanced spread on this game was Indy minus two and a half. It's only up to three and a half. Um, I think if we get a confirmation that Mariota is out, this line will go higher than three and a half. So I'm locking it in now, Indy minus 3.5. Um, if Mariota plays, I'm fine with that. And if not, I think I'm getting a few points of spread value. So uh, I think that that's the way to approach this contest. Yeah, I mean, I know it was in Indy, but the first time these teams played and Mariota left the game, like, the Colts just completely pissed all over them. And uh, I think, like, just in terms of Indy offense versus Tennessee defense, it's a complete no contest. Like, they will just completely destroy them. So the only shot that Tennessee has to me is if they can move the ball a little bit on offense. Uh, You know, this is not last year's Colts defense. I don't think that you can just line up in the eye and run it with Derrick Henry 25 times and expect to do well. I think you really have to be able to throw the ball against this defense. And uh, I don't think Blaine Gabbard can do that. I'm honestly not even sure if Mariota can do that, even if he plays. Like, uh, the stuff I was reading today, like, the whole right side of his body, you can't feel it sometimes. Like, that's it's not very good. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna take the Colts here as well with, with some conviction. Don't love road favorites, as you know, but uh, I think this is the appropriate spot. Sit him. I, yeah. I, I'm honestly a little bit worried about Mariota's like overall health. Definitely. Like, I, the, guys, the guy's always playing him and he can't feel half of his body. Like that's ridiculous. I, I don't know what the answer is. Like, I don't think the NFL is going to step in because they obviously don't care about their players. But like if he's not, if he's not like even close to being healthy and he plays in this game, I just think that's a very bad look for the Titans organization. 
Yeah, and I'm sure, like, if he plays, they'll dress it up as, like, oh, like, he says he's fine and all this stuff. Like, I hate all that. Like, right, and he's going to get, he's going to hit one, he's going to hit, get hit one time, and okay. Gabbard's going to be in the game anyway. 100%. That's, that's been what's happening all year. Right. Um, and I'm not really sold on Mariota anymore long term. Like, I, I don't think I would resign him if I was, if I was the Titans, but, uh, you guys still do right by the man. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about my bookie because it's easy to do right by them. Uh, bowl season, as we know, is here. Definitely want to get in on the action at my bookie. Don't be, don't be the guy with no rooting interest as your relatives or friends sit around watching the game. Not this year, Matt. It's not going to be you. Uh, <laughs> there's 41 bowl games to bet on, although a couple of them have been canceled recently, which is insane to me. Uh, Weather, be, baby. Yeah. Uh, national championship game though, January seventh. That'll definitely be happening. I'm sure we'll have like a whole show dedicated to some stuff like that. Uh, but it's it's a great time of the year. Make sure you're ready for the daily action by signing up at my bookie today. They pay fast and you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service uh, much more than the NFL cares about their players. Confirm uh, for the craziest props. Uh, where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money during bowl season, you got to go to my bookie. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out for yourself. If you join right now, my bookie will give you 50% deposit bonus. So you have that nice bankroll for ball season. Just use promo code RotoViz when you deposit to activate this special offer. That's promo code RotoViz at my bookie, the place where you play, you win, and you get paid. MyBookie.ag. And uh, they really do offer the craziest props because I saw I saw over the weekend they had like a something about Collinsworth like sliding after the game or whatever, like. Which direction will it be? And it was plus odds on both. And it was just like two guys at my bookie arguing about it. So the guy just like posted a prop despite him or something like that. I, don't Wait, know, I saw it on Twitter. What? It was funny. Will Collinsworth slot like in his chair? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't watch the broadcast, so I don't really know the details. But I guess he does like some slide on or off the screen or something like that. And it was like interesting. Which yeah, I don't know. I didn't really get it, but I I just thought it was funny because. You know, plus money on both sides. Like you just bet yeah, that sounds like a bet I would have made if I saw it. Hundred percent. I didn't see it until like after the fact, but I was like, "That's uh, pretty cool." My bookie, uh, you know, do you? Let's get back into the games, though. We got Bengals at Steelers. Steelers favored by fourteen and a half at home. We mentioned before they can still get in the playoffs, but they need help. Uh, Bengals uh, continue to be frisky. They continue to be cover machines for us, Matt, with Jeff Driscoll, true American hero. Love him. Uh, <laughs> you know, two over two touchdown dogs here again. Are we are we rolling right back to this goal? Yeah, I am. Uh I mean I'm I'm not doing it with a lot of conviction. They won't be in my five pack, but I'm I'm definitely not laying more than two touchdowns with the Steelers. Like never. You've known me long enough, you should know that that's never an option for me. Um they should have won last week, found a way to lose it. They've been doing stuff like that for years. Um and I and as you mentioned so eloquently, Jeff Driscoll is the man. Yep. He he snatched us a cover last week from the jaws of defeat. He typically does enough things on offense to, to at least put a few points on the board. And like unless the Steelers score forty, I think that's gonna be enough to cover this game. Could the Steelers score forty? Sure. But you know, knowing what I what I think I know about the Steelers, like they're a classic play down to your competition type of team. Well, it gets back to the Mike Tomlin thing that you were talking about before. Just complete reflect, attitude reflect leadership. Um, 
So, all right, Julius. Yeah, hey, you know, sometimes you gotta give it to him. But I, I feel like, uh, I just, I just, I'm done. Like, how could you, if you've been following what's happening basically in, in the NFL, like, how could you continue to be a proponent of double digit favorites against Jeff Driscoll? Like, the man just gets it done. And, uh, Steelers at home obviously is a very formidable opponent. Uh, but, I just think that again, the difference in quarterbacking between Driscoll and Steel and uh, Dalton is not as wide as people think. And uh, as not even result, close. Yeah, I will continue to uh, be a proponent of Driscoll. Bears yep. at, and go ahead. The sharp betters agree. Just really quickly, this spread opened up at sixteen and a half, already down to fourteen and a half. Wouldn't shock me if it fell below two touchdowns. So if you do like the Bengals, I would get it in now. Love it. Uh, Toad BS with the follow. Really appreciate that. Hope you guys like the show. Um, it's nice when you get a follow through the, the Laying the Points program. I think that's happened this year. Um, hey, congratulations. Yeah. I'm sure it was it was me that did it for well, you. Well, obviously, you're the money. We'll get to the records in a little bit. I mean, you're crushing it. Uh, Bears at Vikes. Vikings saber by four here at home. Uh, Matt Nagy has said that he wants to play you know, full go basically in this game. He does have incentive to do so, obviously. They can take the two seed from the Rams if the Rams lose, uh, although they are big favorites against the Niners. Talk about the game in a little bit. Uh, but Chicago has every, you know, incentive really to keep playing. Uh, I suppose if at the end of the game they see that the Rams are winning big, uh, maybe they decide to just take their guys out. But I it really, I haven't really seen that happen. Like, I, I don't know, Matt. Like, I feel like we've been watching football for a while. Um, I haven't really seen like a team just like take guys out in the middle because of a, a concurrent game happening. So I'm not really buying that as being realistic. Uh, the line has moved a little bit. I mean, it was it was Bears plus five earlier today, and now it's already down to Bears plus four. So I think that I think that people definitely are buying into the Nagy thing. Uh, what do you think of this game, Matt? Because I mean, Bears I think are clearly the better team, but the Vikings need to win to ensure they stay in. Yep, that's the narrative. Uh, again, like I think that that's creating spread value here, obviously, because this line is saying that the Vikings are one point better on a neutral field. But because of the uncertainty of what the Bears will do, you know, will they pull their starters? Will they play their starters? Like, I think that the Bears have to be the side to back. Like, you can't, in my opinion, there's no betting value in taking the Vikings at minus four right now. Um, Unless they came out and said that, like, everybody is sitting. Because we've seen that Chase Daniel can do some things. So even if you're telling me that we're going to get Trubisky for half the game and then maybe Chase Daniel, like I would be fine with that as long as I knew that the Bears' defense was still going to be out there. So I will uh, you know, fade the Vikings. That fits my narrative that I've been going with sort of all show uh, and take the Bears despite a little bit of, with, of uncertainty with them. Yeah, I feel like we're not really even into them. We're not even into them anyway. Like they... The Vikings just like find a way to not be as good as they should be. I know you think it's Cousins. I I think part of it's Zimmer too, but they're uh. Ooh, that's just... a little bit of a hot take, I think. Really, I think Zimmer has a reputation of being a very good coach. Yeah, I mean, I I just think that he's not the right kind of coach. Like, I think I think he's very very good at what he does. I think he's brilliant on defense. Um, but I just think like that mentality, like that Rex Ryan kind of like we need to run the ball on offense and all this stuff. Like, I don't think you can have that. I think that if they, you know, they paid a man to throw the ball, let the man throw. But uh, 
I digress. I'm going to take the Bears. I, I, I agree with you. I just think that too many points being given to uh, one of the better teams in the NFC here. So I will take them. Are you? Uh, I don't. I just want to go out on the record because a few weeks ago when they were playing the Rams, you said that they were overrated. Have you changed your mind on the Bears now? Like, do you find them still overrated, properly rated? Like, what are your thoughts on Chicago? I still overrated. I mean, I don't. Okay. I don't think they're going to win. I don't think they're going to win a playoff game. Hmm. Okay. So I don't. I don't know exactly. I guess who they play in the first round if they were the three seed. It would either be Minnesota. Or Philly. or Philly, yeah, yeah. So I think if they played the Eagles, I think the Eagles would win. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I can't I, go out on a limb definitively either way. Big Dick Big scares me a little bit. It's gotta. Um, it's just so yeah. big. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I saw a great gif of a guy like wheeling it around the other. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what the line is. Like, if it's this same game, but in Chicago, like, I can guarantee you that the Bears will be favored by more than two points. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> uh, Chargers at Broncos. Uh, Denver, six and a half point dogs here at home. Again, like we just mentioned before, uh, Chargers win and a KC loss vaults the Chargers to the one seed in the AFC. So, uh, much to play for. Denver just looked. I mean, they couldn't have looked much worse against yeah. Oakland. On I don't know a Monday Night Football game that I'm still not convinced people watch. But I uh, didn't. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> I'll was tell driving, you that. But I only listened to it at the end because I was sweating a couple things for fantasy. But that's about it. Uh, I mean, what do you think of the matchup? Chargers, I would say, vastly superior team, but obviously laying a big number here on on the road. Yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna side with the Chargers here. Like the Broncos are are. They're done in terms of Philip Lindsay's season, right? Like he is sidelined, I believe. Done. Yeah, he's having he's, he's uh, having wrist surgery. Like I don't know who they have at receiver anymore. Like it's a collection of nobodies now that Emmanuel Sanders is gone. Like I think the Chargers can take care of business in this game. Like while this spread is probably a little bit inflated, I don't think it's nearly as inflated as some of the other spreads that we've seen. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Like maybe this spread should be Chargers minus four and a half or five. So, I, you know, the difference between four and a half and six and a half is not major enough in my opinion. Like we're not crossing any key numbers. I will still take them laying less than a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, and especially for good teams, right? Like uh, if you're going to lay a couple extra points, do it with a good football team. Right, against, against the team have. that's given up. Right, exactly. So, uh, you know, we'll see what Denver does. But uh, – Certainly, the Chargers should should wallop in this one. So I'm going to go with them as well. Uh, cards at Seahawks. This is a late line post. Uh, Seattle favored by 13 and a half at home. They are also very much locked into their draft position, uh, their uh, playoff position. They could obviously um, change. Seeds. Could they fall to the six? Yeah, yeah. like okay. they could. They could fall to the six seed, but I'm not positive that that matters to them. Right. Um, it does though seem like they're going to play their guys. I, I believe that that is a Pete Carroll thing. Just yeah, I mean, this spread them. is certainly saying that they're going to play their guys. Right. So uh, um, if we assume that Seattle is playing their starters, what do you think of this? Give me Seattle. Uh, I'm, I'm back in on the 12-man bandwagon. Yeah. I've never left the Russ bus. <laughs> but, like, you've seen some home games where they've played at 
uh, the link. Is it? No, that's the Eagles. What's the name? I'm blanking on the name of their stadium. Isn't it like uh, Century Link, maybe? No, no, no. It's uh, it, something with a Q. Something with a Q. Quest Field? <laughs> Whatever. Playing in front of the 12th man has given the Seahawks life this year. Like, they came out. Oh, CenturyLink. Yeah, you're right. CenturyLink. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought I was thinking I was going crazy for a second. Um, I, I'm just going to say, I'm just, I like the Seahawks. Like, the Cardinals <laughs> suck. And I, I will take the Seahawks at home where Russell Wilson is historically just a monster. Uh, I mean, I think that's correct, right? <laughs> I think that makes total, <laughs> total sense. Uh, it, interesting trend for, for this matchup is that. Uh, Seattle in these games, week 17 against Arizona, they, they just they haven't, they haven't beat them. They've been killing Arizona on the road in Arizona. Haven't been able to beat them at home. Uh, I think that trend obviously ends this year. I mean, Arizona has been way, way better the last like three or four seasons than they are this year. So uh, I will take the Seahawks. This is not a game that's going to end up in my five or anything like that, though. Uh, not one of my favorite games of the week. Niners and Rams. Rams at home. Again, they need to win to keep their position here in the NFC. Uh, 48.5 point total. Uh, Nikki Two Sticks going to try to play a little spoiler here on the road. What do you think? Nikki Two Sticks, your boy. Yep. Um, it wouldn't shock me if the Ram- if the Niners are a sharp pick here for like the 80th week in a row. Yep. Um, especially considering, you know, the Rams have that same weird dynamic where they could be scoreboard watching. Um, although it's a little bit different because their fate is specifically in their own hands. But, you know, like if for some reason Minnesota is just crushing Chicago, like they could pull back on the throttle a little bit. So um, I would – do we have any confirmation on Gurley's status? I feel like it's a pretty safe bet that he won't play, right? Well, uh, McVay said today that they'll let us know. He'll let us know before Sunday. You see, he expects to know before Sunday oh. he will play. Well, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice guy, you know? That's nice of the trainers to let him know before game day if he'll have his MVP caliber running back in the lineup. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the Niners here. But, again, like uh, these 4 o'clock games, for the most part, are, are tough for me. Like, I have much more of a conviction on the 1 o'clocks and then, obviously, the Sunday nighter with the Colts. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think – Oh, it's tough because, you know, I love siding with the Niners. I think I just like the under, honestly, 48 and a half. I think too many points. Uh, Rams Rams really haven't done as well on offense. Obviously, last week they scored uh, a bunch more points than they had in the previous few weeks. But, I mean, they just need to win. Like, I don't think that they need to go crazy. And I really don't think that the Niners can score here. Uh, Rams defense, very good. It's still, in my opinion, especially like up front. So, I think I'm just going to side with the under here instead of taking a side because I could totally see this like the Rams winning like 23-10 or something, you know. And uh, sure, obviously that would cover, but I just feel like way more confident about the lack of scoring. You know, maybe they went 23-14. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with that part. All right, Matt, the book at my bookie picks of the week, the last week of the regular season. Uh, obviously, we'll we'll you know have playoff picks and stuff. Uh, but again, we crushed it. Combined eight and two. Obviously, we had a bunch of overlap, but uh, you know, I, I differentiated from you in a, in a few picks. We still won those picks. The loss was a combined loss. The back door, Patriots loss. You are forty-five, thirty-two, and three. Like you would have a, you would have an A rating right now on Bet Labs. Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, so, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about the games this week? 
Yeah, again, I just want to preface this by saying that um, my my feel on this week is probably the lowest it's been in a while. So, um, you know, I kind of plugged my, my Action Network handle last week. I'm going to suggest the same here. Uh, myaction.app slash Matt LaMarca. If you want to see which, which games I'm actually betting on and for how many units, that's the place to do it. Um, but for my official picks, I will be taking the Giants minus six, the Redskins plus six and a half, the Colts minus three and a half, which I have already locked that one in, uh, Buffalo minus three and a half, and the Jaguars plus 6.5. All right. I'm going to try to catch up to you a little bit this week. You need a five and a week, kid. Yeah, I, I've got uh, Josh Washington in common with you. I purposely let you put your picks in first so that I can differentiate a little bit. Uh, but I'm going to go, in addition to that, Baltimore minus six, Tampa Bay minus one and a half, uh, Niners and Rams under 48 and a half, and uh, Packers minus eight and a half, a rare Rodgers bet for me. But I'm going to take a few favorites this week. I, I think this is a, a good week to do the, to take the home favorites here in these games. And uh, hopefully I can catch up to you. I mean, I don't really want you to lose, I guess. I just want to do really well. I honestly think that if you got to over 500 or back to 500, it would be a remarkable achievement. Like, you, first off, you've been scorching hot the last three or four weeks. So, you know, considering where your record was, if you got back to 41, 41, and three heading into the playoffs, that would be a big accomplishment. And then I think either way, we're going we're gonna to start over our records once the playoffs start. And we obviously won't be picking five games right. because that wouldn't even be an option. But um, either way, I think this has been a successful season for both of us. You know, like I've kind of just been steadily plugging along all year. You've been super hot to close it out, which is, you know, huge for your, your overall record. Um, and I think we've both improved as handicappers. Oh, 100%. So, yeah, I think that this has been a really nice – you know, week one, or I'm sorry, year one of laying the points NFL regular season bets. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I sent you the screenshot the other day, a scorching 20-3 and three last week on Fantasy Pros. Yeah, that's ridiculous. In my effort to uh, climb back up into the standings. So uh, we'll see. I, I just really want to catch Davis. That's kind of my goal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can win it, but I want to beat Davis. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, and we'll find out. You know, have a little more information, obviously, next week. So that's going to do it for this edition of Laying the Points, brought to you by my bookie. Please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Get the deposit bonus on my bookie for using promo code RotoViz. Uh, you know, I just want to give a couple of shout outs here before we close because Polka uh, sent us a couple of viewers during the stream. Uh, if you haven't checked out Polka's stream, twitch.tv slash Joe Holka, he's really killing it right now with all the DFS stuff. If you're into hockey at all, he's like your man through and through. Uh, but he's a really good football guy as well. So uh, make sure you check out Joe's stuff. He's uh, doing a really nice job on his Yeah, his I just watched his NFL lineup review before heading over here. And he is just super sharp. Big shout outs to Joe. Like if you want, if you have questions about like just game selection and theory, like I think he's one of the best in the business. Like just, I've learned a lot just listening to him talk about late flop yep. and stuff. So, like, I think that if you do play DFS, Hulk is a must follow, and uh, his Twitch channel is great. Yep. So uh, that'll do it for Matt Lamarca. I'm Anthony Nico. May the odds be ever in your favor. We we'll back with you tomorrow night for on the daily with Matt Jones.
Peace. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory.